Our scripture this morning, again, comes from my favorite gospel, the Gospel of John, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and, re and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Oh, wonderful Father, what an awesome moment in time that must have been. As glorious as it is for us today, what a wonder to have been in that place at that time. Lord, speak to us gathered here today the word that you would have us to hear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Nikolai Ivanovich Bukharin was a powerful Russian communist leader. There is a story told about Nikolai 
and this was well before he was disgraced and killed. But it's the story of a trip that he took to Moscow. He took from Moscow to, to Kiev to Kiev in 1930. And he was to address a sim, an assembly of people, and the topic of his speech was going to be on atheism. Now, speaking to the crowd, he aimed his heavy artillery at Christianity and cut loose, hurling insult after insult, argument and proof against it, an hour later, he finished. He looked out at what seemingly to be the smoldering ashes of men's faith. Are there any questions? He commanded. Deafening silence filled the auditorium. But there was one man. One man approached the podium. He stood up next to Nikolai. He surveyed the crowd first to the left and then to the right. And finally he shouted an ancient greeting that was very well known in the Russian Orthodox Church. Christ is risen in mass as one voice coming from one man. The response came crashing like a bolt of thunder. Christ is risen indeed. This morning, I say to each of you, Christ is risen. Christ is risen amen and amen. I am convinced. I am convinced and I have faith that Jesus Christ was dead and he was buried but I also accept as truth that he is risen from the dead and will come again in glory. This Easter, to stand here in this place, behind this pulpit, and to proclaim God's word, I cannot begin to tell you how this defines who I am. Now maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, but how do you know? How do you know that the resurrection is real? Well, let me just tell you. First, I believe in the resurrection 
Because somebody told me so. Somebody told me so. And now, I know today we live in a world of skeptics, and someone's word doesn't always carry a lot of weight, does it? But if you think about it, there are a lot of things that we know and have learned because somebody told us so. I remember being in elementary school when my teacher stood up in front of the room and she told her class, our class, that Columbus discovered America in 1492. I believed her. I believed her. Was my teacher there as an eyewitness? No, she wasn't. But there were people who were there, who wrote down that momentous time in our history. And that is how we know. When Mary went to the tomb that very first Easter morning, she went with a heavy heart. Her master, her teacher, her friend was gone. He was gone. And every single thing about her life at that point was in doubt. Then she met the gardener. And he called her by name. Mary? Can't you just imagine the look on her face and the joy in her heart as she recognized that voice that had called her name before? But what happens next is the best part. Jesus tells her, go to my brothers and tell them, I believe in the resurrection because somebody told me about it. The next reason that I believe in the resurrection is because it has stood the test of time. A whole lot of things in our world start really fast and, and really good but then they just seem to fizzle out. We see that from everything from our sports teams to our clothing fads, some of which it's a good thing they faded out fast. <laughs> Even musicians. How many of you remember MC Hammer? I thought so. <laughs> see? <laughs> There's been an awful lot of people that have tried to follow in his footsteps, hasn't there? <laughs> I believe in the resurrection 
because it has stood the test of time. It wasn't something that was just here today and gone tomorrow. As long as there is life on earth, there will be people talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Think about it. You're not the first or the last to be saying in unison together, Christ is risen indeed. That will echo down through the ages. The last reason that I believe in the resurrection is because I have experienced it. I have experienced it. You know, the first century disciples didn't believe in the resurrection because they could explain it. I'm not sure anybody can explain it. But they believed in the resurrection because they had experienced it. They had experienced it. A person that they had known in the flesh, that they had traveled with, that they had a relationship with, that they lived in community with, had died and was now alive. In a lot of churches, when it is time for Holy Communion, the people are invited to come to the altar rails. They kneel. Perhaps some pray as they kneel, as they wait for the elements of the body and the blood of Christ to be brought to them. They receive that bit of body and blood and then they rise up from the altar rail and return to their seat symbolic of the going down with Christ and the rising again at his resurrection but there's more to it than that the best proof of the resurrection is not what the witnesses themselves said that they saw, but it's how they responded to what they saw. Not the fact that they saw it, but how they responded to what they saw. Picture this. A tiny group of frightened disciples huddled together in a house with the windows and the door barred so that no one could get in. That's what it was like before the resurrection. The next scene... A powerful band of mighty witnesses going out into the world 
to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. And that, my friends, is after the resurrection. It has been estimated that by the end of the first century, over a half million people had come to Christianity. Now that is the power of resurrection. I love this season of Easter when we come together and we can sing those great hymns that we sung this morning, sang this morning. We can listen to the familiar scriptures that warm our hearts. We enjoy the beauty of the lilies. But the real power of Easter is how our lives are moved from death to life. From a sealed tomb to an open doorway. From despair to hope. From the old ways to new opportunities. That is Easter. That is resurrection. And that is why I know that my Redeemer lives. Christ is risen. Christ is risen amen and amen.